Trey Pipkins versus Storm Norton, Bryce Callahan versus Michael Davis. On today's show, we're taking an early look at some of the Chargers' biggest training camp battles. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listener today. And as always, make sure you never miss the show. Subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But today we wanted to take an early look at some training camp battles and it starts with the battle for right tackle. That's the biggest question I think right now on the Chargers roster. I think the other one is CB3 between Bryce Callahan and Michael Davis. And we'll wrap up the show by talking about Morgan Fox versus Jerry Tillery. David has said that it might be hard for J Tillery to make the team, but he also still is in line to battle for a starting spot in Brandon Staley's defense. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts, David. And when we talk about training camp battles, the conversation starts at right tackle. It sure does. And there's no question, Daniel, that that is the biggest training camp battle that we have on the agenda, on the schedule going forward. It is the biggest question mark up and down this roster. You see tons of stars. But when we're talking about right tackle, there's two main guys. It's Trey Pipkins and it was the incumbent uh, Storm Norton, who was your right tackle last year, Daniel. Yeah. And I think when you look back at 2021, the one thing that you can say is just the reason it's such a big question is because it wasn't good enough last year. They brought went into the season with Brian Bulaga, who they brought in to be the answer there in a three-year deal. He gets released two years into that three-year contract after not playing really at all in 2021. And then Storm Norton stepped in valiantly, you know, coming out of the XFL and ended up going in and going up against some really fierce pass rushers. But still, I mean, ended up being at least statistically one of the worst tackles in all of football, right? I mean, 60 yeah. pressures allowed, second worst in the NFL six penalties, nine sacks allowed, which is also nine. second most in the NFL, the second most hurries allowed in the NFL. I mean, basically any statistic you look at, he was not good enough and towards the bottom, if not the worst in the NFL. And that's not to take shots at him. And it's also not to say that he can't get better. But I think the reason this pops up on the show first today, David, is because you can't have that again in 2022. I mean, you are a you know, Super Bowl contending type of team and, the, and when you everyone talks about how talented this roster is, it's hard not to think, okay, yeah, but there's still Storm Norton the right tackle, and what's going to happen with that? And it's just it, it it's because the Chargers went out and emphasized so many other positions on the rest of the roster and got better at all those positions that this problem really sticks out. It's like okay, you know, it pops up under the microscope. It's it's gigantic. So. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Storm Norton again? You know, is he going to be able to get better? It, you know, of course people can get better. There's no question about that. But are you willing to let that play out? Or is it going to be Trey Pipkins who stepped in for a couple of games for you and looked like a very different version of any Trey Pipkins we have ever seen play for the Chargers last year? I think we we all know, you know, just off the top is 
it can't look like it looked like last year. They, they, it, no matter who the right tackle is, whether it is Storm coming back and, and winning that spot or if it's Trey Pipkins taking hold of this very golden opportunity, it has to be better because the Chargers are looking to win this season. And Trey Pipkins was the best version of himself that we had he seen. He was. But in the preseason, he was possibly the worst version that we had ever seen, right? So, <laughs> yeah. like, it was crazy to see him, you know, struggling against third and fourth string dudes and then going in and playing really well in that time to where at going into the last game yeah, of getting the season. taken off of special teams as a blocker and then yeah. going and stepping in and looking phenomenal. Yeah, in one game, you know, starting at left tackle and one game playing most of the game at right tackle, you know, when Rashawn Slater was on the COVID list and then when Storm Norton also had to miss a game as well, he stepped in and played really well against some good players too. It wasn't like, yeah. he, you know, they weren't targeting that, obviously, when he gets in there. And going into it, even if you're planning on going against Chargers and you don't know it's going to be Trey Pipkins, you're probably already targeting Storm Norton anyways. <laughs> yeah. But to do what he did last year, I mean, 89 pass blocking snaps, that's the problem. It's an incredibly small sample size. It it's is only allowed. Small three pressures, one every 29.7 snaps. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, if you can you know, tell me right now that I can sign up for Justin Herbert only having one pressure from that right side in that right tackle position like I'm signing up for it right now. That's what Rashawn Slater did all season last year. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. I mean, yeah, and, and and the thing is, it wasn't even like he just played okay. It's like he played well, which it gives you a lot of hope, but it's just hard. I mean, last year, going into the last game of the season, we were wondering, hey, should the Chargers potentially – have Trey Pipkins start this game with they know, Max have. Crosby doing what he did to the entire <laughs> league. You yeah. know, it was a legitimate question, and that all those props deserve, you know, deservedly go to Trey Pipkins because yeah. obviously, I think the best thing for this team still, I maintain, David, is that Trey Pipkins goes in and takes this, you know, job by a stranglehold and yes. runs away with it, and we see more of what we saw last year. Yeah, because then I think we have the best combination of offensive linemen out there. You know, maybe not right tackle with Matt Filer, but it's with Matt Filer staying on the left side at guard where we were talking about before the show. He was one of the best guards in the league, which, you know, the, you know, keeping that side together with Rashawn Slater and Matt Filer and Corey, Lin Corey Lindsley in the middle. You already know what those guys are, are able to do. They dominate. It's a very, very, you know, when you look at the rushing statistics, it's very clear that the Chargers did their best work running behind Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley, and Matt Filer on the left side. So in a, an ideal world, you would want those guys to stay together for Zion Johnson to come in and just dominate and be that steady technical force that we saw in college. And for Trey Pipkins to show us that two game stretch that we saw last year replicated over most of an entire season. That would be the most ideal combination. And honestly, I hope that's what happens. I hope that's the Trey Pipkins that we see. I want it to happen. I've, I'll be the first to admit, I've said a lot of bad things about Trey Pipkins <laughs> in the past. And it's because he wasn't the best version of himself. And I think last year we saw a closer look of what the best version of Trey Pipkins looks like. And if he can do that more, sign me up. Yeah, and I mean, I think we saw a, a swing like that from Sam Tevy his last year. I mean, it's easy to forget he made a major improvement his final oh, yeah. year of his rookie contract and played okay. But, Looked David, you still have those other options, though. The Matt Filer option is still on the table. Even some rookies and guys like that, you, you could still potentially theoretically be in the mix. I want everyone to get an opportunity at right tackle because – 
I was I really don't want to see what happened last year happen again. And so I want them to exhaust every single option. That's Matt Filer at right tackle. That's Jamari Sawyer trying out at right tackle. That's giving Brendan Hymas a couple of looks. Because why not? This is the time to do it. Training camp is the place to figure out truly who is the best guy to play right tackle for the Chargers next season. Give everyone a look. Does that mean you're going to give all these guys equal opportunities? Of course not. You're not going to do that. But give them opportunities to see what they look like next to the starting offensive line and see if that's the movie that you're trying to watch. And and I agree to some extent. I, I think the biggest thing here is like, okay, for Jamari Sawyer, right? I mean, he has to tr- transition back to being a guard, which is not what he played right. last year. He was a starting left tackle, right? So, like, do you have the ability to to split him between both of those things and feel confident you can get up to an NFL starting level in that amount of time? And moving Matt Filer to right tackle, obviously, which I still think he could be the best right tackle on this team, means there's a possibility you're starting two rookies in Jarmari Sawyer and also Zion Johnson, which is a, a big investment, you know, and a big risk to take going into a season where you're expecting so much from this team, right? So that's why I still think Trey Pipkins is the best option. I think that Trey Pipkins is going to win the job when things are all said and done and when the dust settles. And I think with what the coaching staff have said about wanting to keep Jamari Sawyer as a guard, transitioning Brendan Hymas to be a guard, even though he couldn't get on the field last year, and also keeping Matt Filer as just a giant guard. I mean, I, I think they like that. And that's the other thing about Trey Pipkins, besides the versatility, because he got 20-plus snaps at tight end last year. I mean, let's also throw that out there. But it's also, you know, he is physically imposing as well. That's another huge dude who's super athletic as well, he just is. hasn't been able to put it together. That's a really imposing offensive line, especially when you're throwing first-round pick Zion Johnson into the mix. You hope that's enough. It's just hard to really feel totally sold on that plan, on that concept at this point. And knowing also injuries happen, and you need depth there as well. But, David, I mean, the other biggest training camp battle, I think, is going to be Michael Davis versus Bryce Callahan. I mean, CB3 is such a big position, a starting position, Brandon Staley has said himself. And it's going to be one of those guys, in my opinion. I think J.C. Jackson's clear number one. Sante Samuel's number two. Who wins that third spot? We're going to come up right after this and talk about it. But I think as far as the offensive line goes, I mean, you're just trying to protect the diamond of the team, the crown jewel. That is Justin Herbert. And which one of these guys is going to give you the best chance to do that? But for all of your diamond needs, there's one place to go, and it's always BlueNile.com. And BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating a custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com, where you can build that engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, so you can always get the help that you need, which I always appreciate. And right now, you guys can make that moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and all Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings, so make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON to get that deal. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet package. So make sure you guys go check out BlueNile.com today. All right, David. Well, we talked about the biggest position battle on the roster, but the Chargers added some competition late in free agency to the CB3 spot when they brought in Bryce Callahan. I think it's one of the more more underrated moves. I really love that signing. I really love the Kyle Van Noy signing, signing, and I really liked the Morgan Fox signing. But we're going to talk about two of those late signings today because both of those guys, right, are brought in to push guys to make sure that they know 
their spot is not just a given. They're going to have to go out and earn their spots this year. But I do need to tell you guys, thank you so much for making us your first listen today. If you guys need a second listen, go to the Lockdown NFL Podcast, where the NFL experts will keep you up to date with everything going on around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. So follow Lockdown NFL wherever you get your podcast from. But Bryce Callahan, David, I mean, I loved the signing, I think, especially with a dude like this, with the guys that we've already talked about, like J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr., and a struggling Michael Davis, it was a huge signing and is going to bring a huge competition into this training camp battle. It's exactly what I want to see, Daniel. And the reason why is because we saw 409 coverage snaps from guys <laughs> like Tavon Campbell and 40, 46 coverage snaps by guys like Isang Bassey and Devontae Harris last year. And that's quite frankly too many pass snaps to be <laughs> covered snaps to be giving to those type of players. No offense at all. The Chargers. I mean, those are guys need, picked up off the streets too. I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah, absolutely. And the Chargers need better quality play out of their cornerback room. And signing guys that have not only experience in the system but have flourished and played well in the system to the room is going to push everyone in there to be better because they know. There is no secure spots anymore. Now they have to go out there and perform every single day because there are people breathing down their neck trying to take their roster spot. And in this case, right, it's Bryce Callahan breathing down the neck of Michael Davis. And when yes, you talk is. about this specific competition, it's CB3, but it's a starting role, right? Yeah. I mean, 80% of the time or more, you know, there's going to be five defensive backs on the field with yep. Brandon Staley calling the plays. And Brandon Staley has called it, you know, a starting position now in today's NFL. And he's absolutely right. And it's a little bit weird because I think when you think of these two, you're thinking, okay, well, one of them is an inside guy and one of them is an outside guy. Right. So, so how is this necessarily the biggest competition? But I think also, David, it's – you can go two different ways. I mean, you can have Bryce Callahan on the inside playing slot and you can have Asante Samuel Jr. on the outside or you could have Michael Davis outside and it's, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. in the slot with Bryce Callahan coming off the bench. But I think the hard thing is, is knowing what you're going to get from Michael Davis because when you look at what happened last year, it just wasn't good enough. Again, I mean, he struggled a lot in the new system under Brandon Staley, didn't stay healthy for the entire you know year and gave up a passer rating of 97.4, the highest of his career. Missed 12.5% of his tackles, right? One of the worst things part of his game is tackling, obviously. Allowed, six touchdowns allowed against him. I mean, there's a lot of things you could look at. And I think the biggest thing is, is like everyone can improve, right? But yeah. the problem is, is it's just, are you sold that he's a fit in the new defense, right? Is it just because he had a down year or is it because, you know, maybe Gus Bradley's scheme was hiding some of his deficiencies, right? Because the other thing is too, Eight penalties committed last year. I mean, just killing them with brutal penalties. And that was a career high as well. And he's owed a lot of money next year, and they could save a lot of it if they release him. But either way, he's in line to fight for this starting position. Yeah, I mean, he gets a, a, a bit of a mulligan last year, right? Because he's learning a new defense and learning a bunch of new techniques that he really didn't have familiar with beforehand. Agreed. So he gets that. But now he has a whole year in the system. He has an entire offseason with a checklist from Brandon Staley and the coaching staff of things that he needs to work on and get better at. So his mission statement on how to improve and how to, you know, secure his roster spot was given to him. So he had to go in his own time, work on that stuff and prove that he 
still belongs in this defense and that he can fit in this defense. And Michael Davis has skill sets that you would love to have on any team. He has size, he has speed, and we have seen him be able to turn his head around and look for the football. <laughs> we have seen it. You know, he has that. He has those things. No question. Athleticism is never a question. It's what's going on between the ears and the techniques that he's playing. That's what the biggest question is. So he's going to have to show in training camp that he can do it. And if he can, there's definitely a role for him because there's always bigger wide receivers that you want a big body cornerback to cover. You always have tight ends that they split up to the outside like Travis Kelsey, who that happens all the time. Obviously, Darren Waller with the Raiders. All the time, they're always splitting those guys out wide and having a, a guy with size and speed to be able to cover him like Michael Davis could come in handy. Absolutely. I mean, he you wish you could have his tools on the field because just athletically speaking, he might be the most athletic corner they have. I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. is pretty darn athletic too, but sure. just as far as, you know, 4-3-40 length, you know, height, he has those things that the other cornerbacks don't. But it doesn't matter when you can't do the things, the you know, key things that Brandon Staley always preaches on, you know, right. ball judge in the deep part of the field. And what Brandon Staley has said about him, you know, as far as what he needs to improve on, which seemed like a laundry list of things when we heard him talking about it. I mean, those are the reasons you're questioning it. He can get better. Yeah. He can have a really good season, and he, he has the opportunity to go do so. But he has Bryce Callahan, you know, breathing down his neck as we talked about. And Bryce Callahan is also coming off of a down season as well where he had, you know, one of his worst seasons as a pro with the Denver Broncos last season. And he's had some injury history as well. That's yeah. the biggest concern. 11 there. games last year. 11 games last year. The most he's ever played in a season is 13. So he's never played a full NFL season, which yeah. is even more leans itself towards, you know, you're going to need Michael Davis at one point or another in sure. the season, whether or not Bryce Callahan wins that spot. But the other thing about Bryce Callahan, David, and I think that's discounted is the fact that he can also play outside. I mean, the last time we saw him playing really good football was 2020, and he had a 46.9 passer rating against 7.1 yards really per catch, good. which is nuts. <laughs> and he played 409 snaps on the outside and 188 in the slot. And that was one of the things that stood out to me in defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill's press conference was when he was talking, they were talking about him as one of the league's top slot corners. He said, hey, don't forget when we were in Denver, we brought him in to be an outside corner, not an inside corner. We brought him in yeah. to be an outside guy, and we still think he can do that. Well, 2020 was his last best season. I mean, this last year was 97.4 passer rating a lot, playing primarily out of the slot. The year before that, it's 46.9. The one interesting thing, too, is that he hasn't played with Brandon Staley since 2018 because when Brandon Staley was in Denver in 2019, he missed the entire season due to injury. But that is a lot of competition, David, because that is the one thing is – Yes, we haven't seen him play a good season last year, but we've also seen him have good seasons in Brandon Staley slash Vic Vangio's defense. Yeah, so the familiarity is going to be there. So he already has the leg up. He understands the terminology. He understands the techniques that he's going to be asked to do. And he's had success in the system. So all of that marrying together really is why this is an obvious choice for him and why he decided to sign with the Chargers. It's just there's too much going for him, too much opportunity, too, too much comfortability there. It makes way too much sense. So he's going to be a guy that is a serious threat in that room because he has that leg up. Now, obviously, his biggest crutch is his health. So if he's able to stay healthy and demonstrate that he can go out there and execute not only inside in the slot, but on the outside, too, that should spell a lot of danger for a guy like Michael Davis, who probably not is in probably not in, in danger of losing his spot, but playing time most definitely. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm going to say right now, I think Michael Davis is in, in peril of losing his spot because I think his roster it, spot or his starting spot, his starting spot. That's okay. what we're here to talk about. I mean, yeah, yeah he's not going to lose out to Tavon Campbell. I don't think for CB five or whatever that is. And that'll be a conversation for a different show, but sure. You said just playing time. I mean, yeah. yeah, playing time could be a big part of that if you're not starting. You know, so absolutely. I, I think, yeah, when you have a guy who's as accomplished as Bryce Callahan is, right, and they had some tough games going up against Bryce Callahan, he actually intercepted Justin sure Herbert did. in 2020 in his rookie season. So I, I think he has a lot of game. I think the thing is kind of like with Trey Pickens, right, where it's like I think you hope having Bryce Callahan breathing down the neck of Michael Davis brings out – a new and improved, a better version, the best right? version of Michael Davis, yes. right? Like all the pressure is going to bring out the diamond. Like he didn't have any competition last year. He has competition this year and he has a chance to go out there and be a part of what looks to be on paper, a very, very good defense, but you're going to have to hope one of these guys bounces back is the biggest thing because both these yeah. guys are coming off down seasons in 2021. You could even argue that for Asante Samuel Jr. I think we just chalk a lot of it up to injury, but either way, you're going to need some major progression out of these guys and hope one of them gets back to where we've seen them get because Michael Davis was playing at a high level at one point. It wasn't in this defense, but we've seen him have a good season and do all the things that he needs to do this year to go out and win this starting job. But if I'm talking about it right now, David, as we're heading into some mandatory mini camps coming up this week, that that is something I think is a true possibility is that he comes for that job for that starting position in Brandon Staley's defense. But another big starting position up for grabs is Jerry Tillery's starting spot because of the addition of Morgan Fox. But I do think, David, if I'm putting a bet on it, as always, I'm putting a bet on who I think it's going to be. And right now, I'm starting to think it's going to be Bryce Callahan. But if I am placing bets, I would do it at betonline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, because it's the only place where I place my bets. And right now, don't know if you guys have been watching, but there's a crazy NBA Finals going on right now. And there's a ton of great basketball bets and prop bets on the NBA Finals going on. And I will definitely be taking part tomorrow when the finals are tonight as the Warriors and Celtics face off in game five. Make sure you guys go to betonline.net to get all of the fun bets they have going on for that game or the NHL playoffs, which are kicking off the Stanley Cup finals on Wednesday and all the other great sports because there's also some big UFC fights coming up. If you guys didn't watch last weekend, that was absolutely insane. And, you know, when you went a little bit on Yuri Prohoshka, it's going to feel a lot better, but there's everything you could look for at betonline.net, whether it's esports or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to find out all the latest trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. David shaking his head because we both watched that bloodbath UFC fight over the weekend. Absolutely nuts for that light. What a banger. That was a hell of a fight. And sign me up for a rematch, please. And thank you. And I think some of these training camp battles are going to go out kind of the same way. I mean, it's going to be kicking, scratching, clawing, and screaming. And that's how it should be, right? Because that's what you're hoping for. I mean, you're hoping these battles are intense. You're hoping that the best man wins. And the best man is going to make your defense much better than it was last year. The fire is lit now. The fire is lit. And all these guys, for the most part, have a lot of reasons to want to play for it, right? Trey Pipkins, contract year. Absolutely. Right? And then you have Bryce Callahan. He's on a one-year deal. Michael Davis has a huge cap hit in 2023. Morgan Fox and Jerry Tillery, both guys who are in a contract year now. The Chargers did not pick up Jerry Tillery's fifth-year option, and Morgan Fox signed on to try to recoup some of the value that he lost in Carolina last season. But, David, of course, it starts with the incumbent. It starts with Jerry Tillery, who 
is a first round pick for this franchise is a guy that they've shown repeatedly over and over again that they will continue to put on the field even when he struggles right and we all know the space that he has to get to to you know be enough of what they need at that position at that three technique slash you know pass rushing defensive tackle inside of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and it's going to start with what he can do before we get to Morton Fox it absolutely is and whenever we talk about Jerry, Jerry Tillery there's one word that always comes to mind and it's the consistency Jerry Tillery is a guy that has flashed and showed a reason why you want to put him on the football field. You've seen him knife through the interior of a def- uh, of an offensive line and get to the quarterback and swarm a quarterback. You've seen him make fantastic plays in the running game, but you don't see them back-to-back. You don't see them throughout an entire game, and that's what it's always been about for him. Just put it all together. You see pieces here. You see pieces there that you like. It's just never been the combination of the full type of experience for Jerry Tillery and that's what he has to put together if he shows that then he absolutely will earn his spot but that's the thing he's gonna have to earn it because it will no longer be given to him it won't because he has someone there now who has played in Brandon Staley's defense has played with other great defensive players like Aaron Donald Ryan Leonard Ford and guys like that and he's also a guy that we you know seen have success in this specific role that pass rushing defensive tackle and we all know that the interior pass rush is something that just hasn't been good enough for the chargers and jerry tillery kind of goes in line with michael davis where it's like he has all the athletic ability in the world the dude's like a six foot six defensive tackle you know with crazy length and he has times where he's just forklifting dudes out of the ground and throwing them out of the way the consistency just hasn't been there but right now he has some competition and has every incentive of the world to have the best season of his career and all the people around him to do that. But like, as we talked about those other guys, I do think his starting spot is absolutely in jeopardy because of Morgan Fox and Morgan Fox, David, the last time we played, he played in Brandon Staley's system, had the best season of his career. Yeah. To the, to the tune of six plus sacks. <laughs> and that's not something that Jerry Tillery has done at any point in in his career. So when you're comparing production in in this system, it already leans towards Morgan Fox. And Morgan Fox obviously had the benefit of playing with Aaron Donald, who obviously is the best defensive player in the world. He trains with who, knives. Yeah, yeah. It was just ridiculously fantastic. But <laughs> now he gets to play with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the same defensive line. And he has guys like, Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson to handle more of the run stopping duties. So one of his sole jobs now is going to be getting after the quarterback and there's not going to be any excuses because there's another guy that can do it just as good as you. And it's Morgan Fox. And so there's, there's, there should not be any comfort for him. There should be no you know easy feelings for Jerry Tillery because he's going to have to earn, earn his role too and earn his spot. And I've said it before, I think his roster spot might be in jeopardy because there is a guy that's played in the system and had success and they've already seen it work. So I think he's going to have to earn his role more than probably any other battle on this list. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, I think he does get, like, the advantages that some of those other guys don't, right? I mean, Trey Pippins was a draft pick, but he was a a third-round reach, right? And Michael Davis was an undrafted free agent. This dude was a first-round pick. So, like, he has that, and that has shown itself to at least mean something 
during his career so far, but hopefully he, he won't be moving around to the edge, right? He won't be yeah. switching around defenses this year. True. One thing Brandon Staley has made clear is he knows what he has to do to be better and to be a part of this yes. defense. It's just, can he get to those points to, you know, do that, right? But no matter where you look, I mean, even if you're looking last season, right, with Morgan Fox, there's still things he did much better than Jerry Tillery and what was considered a down season for him, right? His pass rush went rate was higher than Jerry Tillery's. His was 38th. Jerry Tillery's was 72nd last year, and that was a down season for Morgan Fox. In his best season, the last time he was with, you know, Brandon Staley, the sixth sack season, I mean, 2.3 sack percentage, ranked 29th in the NFL amongst defensive tackles and pass rush win percentage out of 112 defensive tackles with at least 150 pass rushing snaps. So that's the upside that you That'll get play. potentially with Morgan Fox. And he did, you know, get to go up with Aaron Donald. And I'm sure that helped a lot with that. But I do think the other thing is, too, David, is against the run. Neither one of them is good. But the right. guy who's been better statistically has been Morgan Fox. I mean, 59th out of 145 players in run stop percentage the last time he was with Brandon Staley. With run stop percentage for Jerry Tillery last year, 116th out of 142. Mm. Right, Only had 31 pressures, which ranked 33rd. But the pass rush win rate is 72nd. So, I mean, that really just means you just had a lot of snaps and, you know, maybe had some of the volume, but didn't have that efficiency. So Morgan Fox has been the more efficient player. Even last season at a different defense with Carolina was the more effective, more efficient player, even with one and a half sacks as far as getting pressure, getting to the quarterback, affecting the play on a play in, play out basis. And that's going to be a huge decision that ends up making this because that is what these guys roles are going to be. It's going to be who's going to be able to get after the passer with the opportunities that are going to be allowed to you because you have guys like Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Yeah, no, no question about it. And and I I think that's why this is, it's very clear about what the, what they're being asked to do and what they have to do to win, what they have to do to earn the role is who's going to be the better interior pass rusher because they're, they're really reducing the role to one specific aspect because you're not going to be on the field in those obvious run running down situations more than likely. I mean, of course they're going to switch it up depending on the opponent, but more often than not, they're going they to don't not... need to be out there now. Right. Though. I they mean, Austin Johnson and, and Sebastian Joseph, Dave, you know, really at least makes it so even, you know, one of those guys can play this position too, if they have yeah, to. Exactly. And that's why it's, Hey, who's going to get after the quarterback more effectively throughout the entirety of training camp. That's what it's going to end up deciding this battle. Who is going to get after the quarterback? And that's whoever does that is going to be the one that earns that role. Will Jerry Tillery have to play in the third preseason game in 2022? Yes, he will. <laughs> we Put will it on see. Paper. Let's do we it. We will see. But no, I, I do think, though, this is one of the most impactful training camp battles. And that's something we wanted to yeah. cover today is just the ones that are up for starting positions. I mean, we can talk about CB5, right? Or we can talk about RB3 after Isaiah Spiller and Austin Eckler and some of those other battles that we will get to eventually. And JT Woods, you know, what he's pushing forward for playing time, going up against Alohi Gilman even, right, and Mark Webb. I mean, there's so many more to talk about. But we wanted to signed, focus man. Yeah, on the, the biggest thing, the task at hand, which is who is going to start for them. So maybe it changes a little bit, you know, as the season progresses. Maybe it's something that we won't know for sure until the season gets here, obviously, because it is so far away. But that is going to do it for today's show and today's training camp battles. We appreciate everyone for checking out the show. And to make sure you never miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. On the next show on Wednesday, as we're planning it right now, we're hoping to come with the latest from the Chargers mandatory minicamp coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. The next couple of days, we'll know 
if anyone is missing out. I don't think so, considering what the attendance was at OTAs. But we'll find out, and hopefully we can get something out of minicamp. There's going to be some things flying around, hopefully some people talking at the podium to get some little nuggets from them. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure you are following and subscribing on the Locked on Charge YouTube channel and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. So make sure you guys follow on Twitter at LockedOnLAC, on Instagram at LockedOnChargers, and also follow our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Drogmeyer. Talk SD. If you guys need something to get you excited about the NBA, you guys can also find the ultimate NBA mock draft, which is about to happen on June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Lockdown NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow so you don't miss a pick. But make sure you guys are getting your first listen in every day, which is the Lockdown Chargers podcast. And we appreciate always bringing this to you guys. And if you guys want to call into the voicemail line, Call on 2323-524-7924. But we'll be back on Wednesday with the latest coming out of Chargers mandatory minicamp this week. But until then, take it easy and go Bulls.